Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm privileged to welcome for a second time on The Brand Called You, a good friend, a very senior finance professional from corporate India, uh, talking to us not about his corporate journey, but about his personal battle with cancer. Vivek Gaur. Vivek, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Ashutosh. Vivek is a trustee of the Sri Satisai Sanjeevni Hospitals. He has earlier been with G Capital, Genpact Airworks, and Empire Aviation, and he's also a part of the Heart to Heart Foundation. So, Vivek, uh, before we talk about cancer, briefly tell me about your own journey. Uh, well, I have been a part of uh, the usual graduation, MBA, join a good company, uh, build your career route uh, till 2010. And most of my career was with General Electric and Genpact. Uh, Genpact morphed out of General Electric. Uh, later, I ran my own business called Airworks Engineering in the maintenance repair overhaul space for aviation. Uh, grew it and then exited in 2017 uh, to join hands with two friends of mine to uh, run and build charitable children's hospitals. Mm -hmm. Our trust is called Sri Satya Sai Health and Education Trust. And we have built in less than 10 years over nine entirely free charitable hospitals wow. and uh, touched uh, as medical consultations more than 230,000 child patients. Amazing. So, so that's my full-time occupation. What, what, an amazing, what an amazing journey. So let's talk about cancer now, Vivek. Uh, tell me about your journey uh, with cancer. How did you first discover you had this and what was your initial reaction? Uh, the initial, re I'll start with the initial reaction. The initial reaction is complete shock. Mm. Uh, nothing in my 60 plus years prepared me for the shock of learning that I have cancer. Mm. Uh, cancer, with it comes, uh, you know, pain, suffering, difficult treatment, uh, uh, mortality. You come face to face with your own mortality. Uh, and nothing prepares you for a discussion with the doctor who says, you may have so many years left. Mm. So you may do better, but it's likely you have so many years left. Mm. And uh, I discovered it only through a chance medical uh, blood test. Mm -hmm. uh, just a chance blood test, uh, which I was actually testing for cholesterol, but my doctor said check ABC also. And I discovered I had prostate cancer. Uh, the investigation process revealed that a bigger problem lay with my right kidney, mm -hmm. which was also malignant. And a little later, they discovered that I have a lump in my throat, which is currently under investigation. So three whammies in one shot. My goodness, my goodness. And uh, tell me, you know, when you figured this, you know, when you found out about this whole thing, how did you cope with the emotional and physical toll? of the diagnosis and the subsequent treatment? So I will uh, admit that uh, like most other people, I went through anger, denial, low morale, mm. frustration, 
cursing God, mm. <laughs> cursing nature. And mm. you, you, I went through all of that. Mm. Uh, but in about a month's time, it was batten down the hatches and let's go into battle. Uh, because uh, moaning and groaning is not going to solve Correct. the problem. Mm. Uh, cancer in all its forms is uh, painful and troublesome and causes immense discomfort. Mm. And in my case, because one kidney had been removed mm. uh, because of the cancer, I'm not allowed to take painkiller. So that added to the complication. Okay. Yeah. So I think I'm past the pain period. I'm only in what I'd call the discomfort period and one has to just deal with it. Mm. Mm. Very interesting. Uh, yeah. And... Uh... You know, did did the the first few months of your treatment uh, and your realization did it change your perspective on life? I'll, you know, earlier my life uh, had thirty days in a month or uh, seven days in a week. Now my day life has whatever is twenty four hours into sixty minutes in a day and 168 hours in a week. Mm. So nothing like facing your own mortality in the mirror mm. and having a frank conversation with your doctor to expand the time you have available exponentially. Mm. Uh, so every day and every hour is now infinitely more precious. Mm -hmm. While earlier as Yudhishthir, when asked by uh, someone said that, you know, the most a uh, strange thing on planet Earth is that people see everyone dying, but they never think it will happen to them. Mm -hmm. uh, but this consciousness that, okay, I have X years and I have Y things to complete mm -hmm. or uh, provide for my family or whatever it is, that mm -hmm. is, I think, the single biggest uh, mental change. Wow. Uh, and, and comfort with, okay, this will happen and its time will come and we'll deal with it. Correct. Correct. Well said. And Vivek, what support systems or resources did you find most helpful during this journey? So my advice to young people who are not yet as old as I am is part three. Uh, number one, get your annual medical check done. Uh, even if it's a general check, hmm. it might throw up something which you may have missed out. Hmm. I actually missed my annual medical check for two years or three years in a row because mm. of COVID. Mm. And I didn't think much about it. And had I not done that, this would have been caught earlier. Mm. Number one. Number two, even if you have life, uh, sorry, medical insurance for your family from your employer, some big company or whatever, mm. please take medical insurance for yourself and your family now. Mm. when you are 35 or 40 or 45. Correct. Because to get it when you're 60 becomes a lot tougher. Correct. And after 70, it's impossible. Mm. So the fact that I had medical insurance for my family and me independent of my employment stroke business mm. for last 20 years was the biggest boon. Correct. Uh, because for all these years, we had never claimed anything, not a dime. Mm. And then suddenly we have been claiming millions of rupees. Mm. Uh, and uh, my entire expenses got covered by the medical. Amazing. Mm. Uh, third thing is write a will. Mm. It is the biggest thing you owe to your family. Because mm. if something were to happen to you and you don't leave a will behind, mm. 
uh, or explain to your family where your assets and financial investments, etc., are and how to reach them, mm. uh, you could find your family in significant distress Correct. after you go. Mm. Very interesting and great advice. Thank you. Uh, Vivek, were there any particular moments or people that stood out as a source of inspiration or strength um, that are in, in your battle? Well, I would definitely give a lot of credit to my wife for her support, mm -hmm. uh, non-judgmental, uh, because, you know, after cancer, you're half the man you used to be. Mm -hmm. I, I am half the man I used to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, the patient becomes weak, doddering, uh, not able to walk properly, not able to climb stairs, many, many little things. Mm -hmm. uh, she's been extremely tolerant and I think she's been a huge factor. Mm -hmm. uh, for me personally, prayer and meditation have been huge assets. Right. Also, mm -hmm. uh, not particularly praying that God please cure me. Mm. Uh, but an acceptance that this is part of my karmic journey and I must keep my mind in a sort of stable frame. Mm. Uh, I think these two, my children have also been extremely supportive. They're both outside the country, but they took turns to be here for a month each mm. uh, to tide me over the most difficult uh, two, three months. Mm. And uh, that, those things have helped a lot immensely. Amazing. Amazing. And, uh, you know, you did mention that you are half the man, you, you know, unwell uh, or uh, weakness. Were there any significant lifestyle changes that you have made? Yeah. So uh, I eat only two meals a day now. Okay. Breakfast and dinner. In between, it is only fruit or fruit juices or something like coconut water, hmm. uh, not tea or coffee. Uh, and that has, uh, that's now permanent. Uh, the second is I've given up sugar mm -hmm. uh, and sweets. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say 101%, but I would say 95% because uh, sugar, cancer feeds on sugar. Uh, the third has been uh, becoming more careful about daily exercise. Mm -hmm. Though I'll confess that the state of my body doesn't permit me to do that religiously every day there are some very low days yeah but as far as i can manage mm -hmm. and uh, so i i think this uh, th these three are uh, the big changes mm -hmm. uh, okay and and were there any uh, unexpected positive outcomes or life lessons that have emerged in your journey so far yes 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 uh, I would say one is that uh, cancer is a uh, all or nothing battle. It wages war against you medically, physically, financially, spiritually, mentally, every way. Mm. Uh, and there are no, uh, it's a winner takes it all situation. Mm. So you don't really know how strong you are, they say, with cancer till uh, being strong is the only option left. Mm. Uh, so I think I have discovered a lot of that inner strength mm. to plow on, mm. uh, not just with the cancer, but with my work also Correct. at Pais and Jeevni hospitals mm. and say, okay, this is 
this is life and one has to deal with it god's given me so many good things correct uh, you know materially financially uh, physically and now he is sort of dolled a <laughs> black dice mm. i have to accept the good with the bad correct well said well said you know cancer is something that people don't understand too much my question uh, vivek is did you face any stigma or any misconceptions related to cancer and if yes how did you address them um maybe not stigma but a lot of people who wanted to come and visit me mm -hmm. uh, were hesitant to do so mm -hmm. uh, either because they may have felt that the cancer will infect them okay mm -hmm. uh, and you know these are educated people mm -hmm. and i had to explain that cancer is not infectious mm -hmm. uh, or probably many of them were not comfortable dealing with someone who has cancer they didn't know ki hum aake milenge to kya bolenge sort mm -hmm. of thing and some of my very very close friends uh, found it difficult to come and meet and i don't hold it against them yeah. i'm not expecting yeah. anyone to come and meet me mm -hmm. uh, but i did notice this for quite a while wow with people mm -hmm. amazing uh, you also told me that one of the things that you have fallen back upon is uh, is is this prayer yes i want to ask you how did this journey or how has this journey impacted spirituality or any of your beliefs uh, i wouldn't say it has impacted any of my beliefs except to re-strengthen them uh, like most hindus i believe in reincarnation transmigration of the soul uh, theory of karma as you sow so shall you reap and uh, i i accept that you know what has happened is a function of some things i may have done in this or earlier lifetimes mm -hmm. and just the way uh, the good things that have happened to me are also a function of my hard work and stuff karmic accounts of earlier times this is also part of it mm. number one a mm. uh, number two uh, you know i work with uh, needy patients mm -hmm. all the time mm -hmm. I, i meet dozens every day mm -hmm. uh, i think my compassion and empathy for them and their condition has gone up uh, no not that i i was rude or strict yeah. with them or yeah. anything yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but i i now connect more with their desperation or worries mm. and uh, have you uh, become involved with any advocacy or support groups um for no. cancer no 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 you have no i i haven't okay uh, my uh, charitable pediatric hospital work uh, consumes my time 101% so i've just left it at that okay uh next question is that you know we always fear cancer you know i have lost two very dear very dear people from my family my sister in law and my brother uh, to cancer uh, what advice would you give to family to friends and family members um, to help them to be more understanding and supportive so uh, two things come to my mind one is uh cancer is not linear mm. 
uh, a cancer which is seems to be getting into remission can suddenly pop back. Mm -hmm. uh, cancer can lurk in different parts of your body without it getting detected by even modern methods. I'll give you a small example. Uh, my cancer was detected through my prostate, which the doctors assessed had grown only in less than two years to almost the start of stage four, uh, which is the cusp at which you can really be treated. Uh, while the cancer in the kidney was still only stage one, but they said this seems to have been growing inside you for seven, eight years. Okay. And it had spread to the entire kidney, so they had to remove the whole of it. So uh, don't take things for granted. It is not common cold that you took 10 medicines and it went away. Uh, and without lifestyle changes, uh, whether it's the food or the drink or the exercise, uh, it can uh, be encouraged to pop back again. Mm. Uh, number one. Number two, uh, be empathetic to the patient mm. uh, because he or she may be dealing with more internally, mm. both emotionally and physically, that may be visible on the outside. Mm. Uh, definitely, I don't uh, uh, show too much on the outside of what I am coping with internally. Mm. Mm. Uh, but but each person is you know unique and they do it in their own I way. Agree. I agree. Wonderful. Great response. Vivek, I have time for two more questions for you. Yeah. My next question is, what do you wish more people understood about cancer and the journey of can with cancer? Uh, number one, uh, many types of cancers, especially if caught at an early stage, stage one and stage two, maybe even stage three, are curable. Right. Or actually, there's nothing like you cure cancer. You just put it in remission. Mm. You put it back in the system so that it is not too visible. Uh, second is delaying your treatment might add to your risk of mortality. A lot of people move into denial. Uh, third, anyone and everyone probably out of good intention, will advise you on all kinds of naturopathy, homeopathy, and other pathies. Mm. Uh, don't make alternate medicine your primary route. Mm. I, I don't know how many stories I've heard about someone who ate some jadi booty and right. got cured, yeah. or someone who had beetroot juice and got cured. Uh, I don't go by these hearsays. Yeah. Uh, allopathy is uh, difficult, but it's proven. Mm. Uh, the doctors know that if we follow this protocol, these medicines for X time, then you have a 70% chance of remission mm. or a 90% or a 50%. Mm. So I prefer that scientific method. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I definitely came under a lot of pressure from different family members, well-meaning people, uh, to drop allopathy and try some, you know, naturopathy drug. I can, I can understand. I, I even had someone saying, I have leaves in Nagaland which will cure you. Yep. So I, you, you just have to politely push them away. Absolutely. They mean well, yeah. uh, but that's not the route. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no, you're absolutely right. You know, my mother, who's no more now, when she found out about first her 43-year-old daughter-in-law and then three years later about her 48-year-old son, 
I think she went all over the country and the leaves she would ensure they were flown and she would go to so-and-so and Atabis. Both of them did everything to keep my mother happy, but they continued with their treatment. And this is a very yeah. important statement that you've yes. made. Yes. And my last question to you, Vivek, and this is a personal question to you. What have been some of your own personal lessons you have learned? Uh I think I have become more in touch with my inner feelings and accepting them. Mm -hmm. uh, as, uh, as is the case with several men, not all, mm -hmm. we tend to put our feelings aside. Uh, we focus on facts, action, things to do, uh, but, but not get into the feeling side. Uh, th th that is for the ladies, you know, we, yeah. that's the mm. uh, upbringing we've all had. Uh, so I think I have accepted that I don't have to be happy or brave every day. Uh, there are some days when I'm down mm. physically, some days I'm down mentally. Uh, some days we just get exhausted dealing with so many protocols of treatment. Correct. And, uh, you know, I have some... 12 medicines I take in a day. You just get tired doing it. Mm -hmm. And accept it and then sort of just lower your targets for that day. Mm -hmm. Lower your activity. Curl up and go to sleep when you need to. Uh, so basically adjusting to the new normal mm -hmm. and adjusting to uh, the fact that, as I mentioned earlier, I'm not the man I used to be. I can't walk that fast. Uh, not right now. I might be able to yeah. later. Uh, I definitely cannot swim the way I used to. And uh, I have less energy in a day than I used to. Uh, so these are things one has to... The, the other thing is that cancer is a great exercise in ego deflation. Uh, I don't know if I had mentioned this to you when we spoke, but... There's nothing like not being able to perform your own bodily functions, mm. all of them, mm. without the help of a male nurse or a grown-up child <laughs> to put all your newspaper clippings and TV interviews and awards to, you know, just, just put, put them into, reduce them to zero. Correct. And that's what cancer does to you. Uh, for the first two months, uh, I couldn't manage on my own. Fortunately, my son was here and he's tall and well-built and he could lift me up and, you know, even basic bathroom functions, you require help and right. nothing like that to <laughs> beat your ego to pieces. Amazing. And, you know, your messages come through so strongly about the power of family and how much they need, uh, how much you have got support from them. But on that note, Vivek, and your three incredible pieces of advice right in the beginning of an interview where you said all young people should go through an annual medical checkup. They need to take medical insurance now and you specified medical insurance on a personal level irrespective of what your company or employer may do. And yes. the third one you said was write a will. Uh, thank you Vivek for speaking to me about some of your deep thoughts on cancer and all the challenges that you have been through or you are going through. Uh, thank you for some amazing thoughts on 
what this the dreaded big C does to each one of to, to, to each one's body that you're going through. Mm-hmm. And I can only say that my prayers, and I'm sure of prayers of a lot of my viewers and listeners, will be to give you the strength to come out of this and not just be uh, you know, walking again, but swimming again, running again, whatever else you want to do. Thank Thanks you for speaking so to me. Thank you, Ashwatosh. Lovely talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience, and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.